0: Welcome <laughs> welcome to the Student-Centered World Podcast, where we talk about all things hands-on teaching and keeping your energy and sanity in the classroom. This teacher-turned-consultant is making it her mission to help as many teachers as possible become the best version of themselves and keep their passion for teaching on fire. <laughs> It's her hope that we never forget why we desire to have a passion for educational progress. This This is Student-Centered World, and this is Jen Bry Soccer. If you find yourself constantly tired, wanting to go to sleep as soon as you get home, and dreading going to work in the morning, you're not alone. You might be burning out, and self-care is just what you need. We're in a weird time in education. Not only are the pressures on the profession at an all-time high, but teachers by nature put their heart and soul into their work 24-7 while the school year is in session. And a lot of it often carries over when the school year is not in session as well. The teacher burnout signs are there, but way too often educators overlook the basic things they can do to accomplish effective teacher self-care and aid in teacher burnout prevention. I remember learning in one of my first years of teaching that the stress level of an educator is second only to that of an air traffic controller. While that statistic has changed over the years, the job of a teacher is still consistently in the top five most stressful jobs. This is becoming universal in school systems around the world. People who are not in education, especially if they don't have young children, often roll their eyes at this. How hard can it be, right? Unfortunately, this mentality is often filtered into our classrooms where teachers are stressed out and support for teacher self-care is intermittent at best. As teachers, we give, 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 and often the return we see in those little moments make it all worthwhile. Other times, burning the candle at both ends leads to teacher burnout. And when a teacher burns out, no good comes from it in the classroom. Fortunately, we have built-in breaks to give us time to recharge. So many people don't understand or appreciate that teaching is a 24/7 job for 10 months of the year. We are educators, life coaches, substitute parents, mentors, the list goes on and on. We're not just teaching our curriculum, but life lessons and soft skills like collaboration and critical thinking. The role of the teacher has expanded to include training that used to be learned in the home and all eyes are on us when a student is not performing where the set standards says they should be Never mind any of the mishmashes that could be happening outside of the walls of our schools. Those elements are certainly not taken into consideration as often as they should be. So yes, as a teacher, you earn your time off, and it is 110% necessary to prevent teacher burnout. Teacher self-care has never been more relevant as it is in this day and age. The counter-argument is that we are living in a stressful time, and every job is harder than it used to be. While this may be true, some of the statistics are staggering. According to a study by the University of Missouri, 93% of elementary school teachers report experiencing a consistently high level of stress. That means only 7% of the teachers surveyed said they either had low levels of stress or had coping skills that correlated with the stress level that they were undertaking on a daily basis. Author Tim Walker states, when teachers are given coping skills to help counteract stressful situations, They are incredibly open to the techniques that may help them. One of the researchers of his study, Keith Herman, is often shocked at the number of teachers who are unaware of techniques that he finds to be extremely basic in regards to reacting to stressful situations. By increasing the self-care tools in their teacher toolbox, it could be said that the statistics of not necessarily the high level of stress, but the appropriate coping skills for those stressful situations could be improved. This is not an isolated study. A quick Google search has multiple options that pop right up and all state the same thing. Teachers are stressed out and the teacher burnout rate is high. Herman and his counterpart of the study, Wendy Rank, wrote a book titled Stress Management for Teachers, a proactive guide to help teachers develop very real, tangible strategies to help in their day-to-day when it comes to a stressful situation. We know the teaching is stressful, and so much of the overall climate must change for that pendulum to start swinging back to a middle ground. The fact of the matter is, though, that so many teachers trudge on and push forward without taking the time to ground themselves while they are in the thick of everything. I am also guilty of this. We push towards the next break, knowing we can just relax then. Are we truly being the best versions of ourselves, both inside and outside of the classroom, if we're only taking care of ourselves on the breaks? We know that weekends are often shot as we catch up with the week that has passed and prepare for the week ahead, so it seems like those extended days off are her only chance. Why do we have this mentality? Shouldn't teacher self-care be at the top of the list for each of us to prevent burnout? Or do we not recognize this until it is too late? There's a great article by Jennifer Gonzalez titled, Why It's So Hard for Teachers to Take Care of Themselves. She states much of what we already know, it's part of the job, we're in demand 24-7, etc. But she has a really fantastic analogy she uses with the help of Angela Watson. We know that if an airplane is going down, we put our own oxygen masks on before we help others. Why aren't we doing this in our day-to-day lives as teachers? So, What can be done in regards to teacher self-care in preventing burnout? We know as teachers, we're yes men. We so often take on more than any person should because we feel compelled to. It can range from reasons from feeling sympathetic to a particular situation or being voluntold by administration. It's not a sustainable system. We cannot live for our breaks or sleep when we're dead. We need to take care of ourselves, but so often we don't know where to start. The gurus suggest things like yoga and taking a certain amount of time for yourself every day. That is considered extreme by many in the mindset of there aren't enough hours in the day. But there are some simple things that you can do that are more manageable and can lay the foundation for the more intricate teacher self-care techniques. The first thing you can try is a mindfulness app when you first wake up. I say app, but you can find these on YouTube and other such places. When you first wake up in the morning, you can listen to a brief recording that helps correctly set your mind for the day. Many people report feeling more relaxed and rejuvenated in starting their day. Next, you should create a schedule and stick to it. This is a hard habit to get into, but it moves mountains once you get into the groove. The best way to do this when starting out is to get an hourly planner. You take your due diligence to map out time for everything you need to do. I generally highlight when I'm out of work and then schedule everything within and outside of that time. If you really find yourself struggling with time, schedule everything, meaning what time you plan to leave to go home, how much time you will allow yourself to work on grades, whatever, and then you stick to it. Our biggest struggle when it comes to scheduling is that we don't stick to the things that will lead to teacher burnout, like leaving on time or spending only a certain amount of time on grading. Give yourself deadlines and then make sure you give yourself enough realistic time to meet them. The first piece of this working is holding yourself to the time you allot If you need more, schedule more at a different time. The second piece is when someone asks you to take care of something, see when you can schedule it. If you cannot schedule it, then just say no, or ask if it can be completed at a different time when you do have more scheduling available. Also, make sure you're doing the basics. This one is so simple, but it's huge, and it's one that I know I've struggled with. Do you get at least 10,000 steps a day? Do you drink enough water? Do you eat whole foods? If you do, consistently, every day, fantastic. But so many of us let this stuff slide because we have too many other things to worry about. If you find yourself in this camp, then schedule yourself the time to make sure you're taking care of it. Pack yourself the appropriate lunch and a large water bottle. Listen to a good audiobook as you take a short walk. You can do that during your lunch or right after school. These are the basic needs of the human body. If you're not taking care of them, you're setting yourself up to crumble at the foundation. Put your body first. These three things may seem so simplistic, but they're the basic tenets of countering teacher burnout and leading you down the path of teacher self-care. If you find you already do these things or you get into a rhythm of doing them well, then take it further. There are books on the subject or you can start an exercise program. There's a lot of options out there. If you are doing all of these and you're still finding you're overwhelmed, Remember the mantra, work smarter, not harder. Look at your teaching style. How much time are you putting in unnecessarily yourself? Think about how that's working and how it needs to be working going forward. Remember back to what probably seems like a lifetime ago. You became a teacher to make a difference in the lives of students, to be the person a child can look up to for guidance and to follow your passion for education but the changes we are facing every day in policy, procedure, and expectations are making it seem like a pipe dream. The truth is, even if you're not getting the support you need from your administration, parents, and even the students, you can still recapture that new teacher energy. Since starting a student-centered world, I've had the opportunity to talk to teachers from around the globe, from those who are finishing student teaching to the ones preparing for retirement. No matter what country, socioeconomic status, or experience level they are, one concept comes forward unanimously and in almost every conversation, and that is that teachers are tired. A profession that used to be held in such high esteem has dropped to being a scapegoat in so many places. Teachers choose to get into teaching to make a difference in the lives of their students, but many feel like they are nothing more than paper pushers in the society that we currently live. We know that teachers are the ones to mold the future for our incoming generations, but how are we supposed to do our job with energy, bravado, and excitement when we know that the next unnecessary and often unfair hurdle is right on the horizon? A report in The Guardian found that one in five teachers felt tense about their job most or all of the time, compared to 13% of those in similar occupations. Age and job experience don't discriminate with this statistic either. No one is immune to the effects of stress in teaching. After talking to many different people and doing much research, I was able to find several contributing factors and connections that may not be in a teacher's immediate control, but have the opportunity to be changed in regards to the outcome based off some simple changes that a teacher can make. When I left the classroom, it was because I wanted to shift my efforts into helping as many teachers as I could. I wanted to help them reach their full potential in teaching and to stop the debilitating feeling of being overwhelmed and questioning if the classroom was where you were meant to be. Trust me, I've been there and it's not a fun place. Knowing the years of education behind you and the time, money, and effort you put into a career that is making you feel like you're spiraling out of control is not fun. According to an article from Edutopia, teacher stress is high partly because the demands of the job can lead to emotional exhaustion which arises as teachers try to manage the emotional needs of their students in addition to their academic needs. Not all students come to school ready to learn, and distracted or disruptive students can quickly drain a teacher's emotional energy. We have more and more students entering our classroom year after year who come carrying more emotional baggage than any child should be allowed to have. And let's be honest, their emotional baggage leads to ours as well. This concept isn't new, unfortunately. When I was doing research for the topic of teacher burnout, I came across a book that was published in 1980. In what could be considered the good old days, there was still a risk of burnout that many of us are facing today. The argument can easily be made that this book was merely a foreshadowing of what was to come and what we are living with now. Coupled with the emotional side of the coin, it is literally not possible for the students we have in our classroom today to learn and comprehend the information on deeper levels if we teach the same way that we taught previous generations. They need to be engaged and have their interests sparked, and yes, it is possible to do this in every subject matter in any grade. It just takes a little elbow grease before you walk into the classroom and keeping a keen eye on what is going on while you're there. After that, it's cake, and it will meet your expectations for what your classroom should be like on every possible level. So as someone who left the classroom to help other teachers become the best version of themselves, I decided to develop a video series that would be completely free to help as many teachers as I could find that balance between working hard and burning out, and help regain their gusto in the classroom with their innate love for teaching. The main thing that every single teacher I've spoken to complains about is not having enough time. Just like everything with Student Centered World, I took this into careful consideration. The last thing I wanted was people to get stressed out about watching a video series that they felt they didn't have time for. Each video is 10 minutes or less, and it gets right to the point of what you need to know and what you need to do to help the teacher burnout. So far, you may be wondering what in the world you can do differently to climb over this mountain of stress. It's easy with the system that I call the three Ms. By following the 3M system, which I personally followed and taught other teachers who I worked with as well, the everyday stress of the classroom will be way more manageable and you will in fact find yourself looking forward to going to school every day as opposed to counting down the hours to come back home. Every day will not be perfect as it never is when you're working with children and the variables are so high, but it will make a huge difference in your overall planning, execution, and enjoyment of your chosen career. Five videos. On your 10 minutes each, and the simple 3M process will lead you back to having the same excitement that you had about teaching when you first entered the classroom. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Student Centered World podcast. Join us next Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we dive into another topic that is important to teachers. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a great week.